Hello, I'm Derek S. McGrath. My pronouns are he, him, his. Welcome back to another audio commentary. Last time we looked at Season 4, Episode 1 of Bungo's Stray Dogs. That's Episode 38 if you're going by the total episodes instead of seasons. We'll talk about what happened in the previous episode in a moment, but today we're doing audio commentary for Season 4, Episode 2, Episode 39 overall of Bungo Stray Dogs. Last time with the previous episode, I went into the audio commentary with zero knowledge what was going to happen. That was probably obvious once we got to the point where I kept saying it'll be an adaptation of the Chuya Light novel, and instead we, thank goodness, got an adaptation of the Fukuzawa and Rompo origin story light novel. This time, I'm coming in with a teeny bit more knowledge since now I know which light novel we're adapting, how the plot unfolds, but I haven't seen the episode itself yet. I'll be pulling that up in a moment. So what you're going to get to borrow a phrase from the comedians Andy Kindler and J. Ellis Weinstein is first thought theater. In other words, I just respond to what is happening in this episode and pepper it with what I anticipate happens next based on reading the light novels, knowing what's coming up in the manga, how that's being adapted into the anime, or rather, how I anticipate that's going to be adapted into the anime. We'll get to some of the misconceptions and mistakes I made last time, but one adaptation change I know we're going to get, since we already saw the phone call at the beginning of episode one last week, is getting Fukuchi showing up earlier, but we'll get to that. All of that being said, even though I'm coming into this episode having not watched it, it's not like there aren't parts of the episode that were spoiled for me, and speaking of which, and I should have put that earlier, this is now my spoiler warning, this audio commentary will get into discussion not only about all of the Bungo Stray Dogs anime up to this episode, but also any related content. That includes anything up to... Chapter 105 of the manga, anything that's come out as of the day I'm recording, which is Wednesday, January 11, 2023. Which spoilers have I seen specifically about this episode? Well, we saw the title for this week's episode already at the end of last week's episode, and the studio behind Bungo Stray Dogs, Kodokawa, already posted the next episode preview on YouTube on Monday, January 9th. So we see a few details we're going to get in this episode. We're going to finally see the play put on stage. We're going to see Fukuzawa give Rompo his first pair of eyeglasses. And that means we're going to see how Rompo came to believe he had a supernatural ability. Before I start the audio commentary, I also have some follow-up and corrections from last week's episode. And the first follow-up... Jeez, if I didn't know I was colorblind already, that episode confirmed it. I noticed almost nothing different about this episode until the flashbacks were suddenly in what I called last time normal color. You may think, wait, didn't you say you were colorblind? then how could you not notice the flashbacks were in color, but not yet notice that the color was desaturated from the rest of the episode? 
Well, I'm not black and white colorblind, I'm red-green colorblind, so I honestly thought there was just a filtering choice on the scenes to get them a vaguely sepia tone or to desaturate the color, not necessarily literally black and white. So for my vision, I won't say things look normal, it just looks like a filter put over everything to desaturate the color. And yes, I was still able to notice, even in the black and white scenes, that the eyes and the blood were still bright and colorful. That's why I didn't think anything was off about the color, so my embarrassment after decades of living with this annoying colorblindness. Yay. And speaking of things I didn't notice, so that wasn't Oda's original actor playing younger Oda. That was actually Yuto Oemura, who already plays Atushi in Bungo Stray Dogs. I had a chat with a friend after this episode, and my friend had pointed out the cyclical nature that we see unfold. It was Oda who saved Dazai, then Dazai who saved Atushi. So there's something thematic going on here, and it's so covert with the casting choice. It makes me wonder how deliberate that was in the Japanese dub. It also makes me wonder whether Crunchyroll, for the English dub, will have Atushi's English voice actor Max Middleman also play Yun Oda. This is assuming Crunchyroll doesn't do another Mop Psycho and refuse to keep most of the original cast. Hashtag just a meeting. Also, I passed up on too many jokes because Yun Oda sounds enough like Yun Yoda. Or I guess the terms would be Baby Oda, Baby Yoda. I also didn't appreciate this potential error in the English subtitles during my first watch. It's something that should have been more obvious. It wasn't until a second viewing that I was looking at the subtitles more carefully and realized in episode one, it refers to the pharmacy CEO with he, him, his pronouns. But I swear in the light novel, the CEO uses she, her, hers pronouns. In the photograph, you see a person who looks to be a woman-presenting person in the middle of the photo. I thought that was supposed to be the pharmacy CEO. So, again, a potential disconnect in the subtitles. We'll have to listen to how the English dub handles this. And I did bring this up in the video version of the audio commentary, which you can watch on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Derek S. McGrath. But I had said that maybe Fukuchi was the one on the phone at the beginning with Fukuzawa. It was bad enough that I couldn't recognize Akio Oshoka's voice on the phone as Fukuchi. At least I assume that's their voice on the phone because the phone call does show that that is Fukuchi calling in. His name is listed or rather the nickname that Fukuzawa gave him or uses with him, was listed on the phone. That was him calling in. If you don't know that's Fukuchi, and you see the name, and it doesn't register, then it goes right by you. If you've read the manga, or just know the history of the real-life Fukuchi, you would see it and say, oh, okay, they're introducing Fukuchi earlier. So, yeah, something that I wasn't getting. 
And speaking of things I wasn't getting, you might have noticed with the last episode that when discussing various names, I was not pronouncing them very well. It was bad enough how I struggled to pronounce names of staff and cast, but at some points in the last audio commentary, I kept mispronouncing Fukuzawa's name, and now I'm trying to be more emphatic right there because... Last time, re-listening, it sounded like I was saying Fuguzawa or Fukugawa, so Fukuzawa. I regret this mispronunciation. I will work to do better this week. And before we get started with this episode, I do want to give a fuller list of credits for the staff and cast behind Bungo Stray Dogs. This includes series director... Takuya Igarashi with series composition by Yoji Inokido, character design by Nomohiro Arai, art direction by Kumiko Konda, editing by Shigeru Nishiyama, and music by Taku Iwasaki, with animation production by Studio Bones. The Japanese dub features performances by Yuto Oemura as both Atushi Nakajima and Sakunosuku Oda. Mamoru Miyano as Asumo Dazai, Someire Morohoshi as Kiyoka Izumi, Kenshiro Ona as Ryonosuke Akutagawa, Kisho Taniyama as Chuya Nakahara, Hiroshi Kamiya as Edogawa Rampo, Rikiya Koyama as Yokichi Fukuzawa, and Akio Oshika as Ochi Fukuchi. With the preamble out of the way, let's get going. I have today's episode pulled up and paused. You can watch this episode on the Crunchyroll website. So pull it up, pause the episode before it starts. I'll then do a countdown. So after I finish saying 3, 2, 1, unpause, you can unpause the Bungo Stray Dogs episode and listen along to my commentary. Everyone ready? Okay, starting the countdown at 3, 2, 1, unpause. Our episode title is the same as the play itself, coming from a quote from the real-life Rampo Edagawa, or Edagawa Rampo. Having not read the light novel directly, I didn't realize how much this play was starting with so much blood and Christian angelic imagery. We get the theater manager Egawa in color again. Fukuzawa is really focus on the play, but also thinking who is the V who wrote the warning. I should also point out the preview image from Crunchyroll did spoil that we're going to see Fukuzawa in color again. The actors call for leader, and then the set explodes into feathers. I didn't realize how many special effects were in this play. I guess when I read the summary of the light novel, I didn't think it was something this full of spectacle and how much of this comes from the episode production itself or the original text. 
Rompo himself doesn't understand what gifted or ability is when the play brings it up itself. Something bizarre just happened. Fukuzawa was looking at all of this in the audience and sees Natsume, but he doesn't know who Natsume is. He's saying, who is that? How does he not already know him? I thought that was obvious that they already knew each other by this point in the timeline. And speaking of, isn't that obvious? This is really good to give exposition and show why Rambo is feeling a struggle. He already knows the ending to this play. And he's having anxiety because he can recognize how this plot ends. He already knows how the story goes. And he doesn't understand how no one else can figure this out. I'll post this over the course of the next week or two. I did mention giving a presentation about Rompo and how fans read him as being autistic. And again, I am not professional to diagnose anyone, but you see an allegory to this in terms of Rompo saying, I don't understand why people are upset when I take on this behavior or had this response and it's Fukuzawa having to tell him that that is not how other people see the world. And it's now Fukuzawa is discussing how he himself, as an assassin, uses his sword as his weapon. And that's going to lead into how Rompo has his gift, his ability. It's not a curse. This is just who he is. But we also see Fukuzawa complicating this message saying he has had to suppress his talent because he has been so violent. And I passed over that discoloration that they did on Fukuzawa's face. Studio Bones surprisingly being big on color arrangement in these first two episodes of this new season. We're also going to get Fukuzawa just straight up lying to Rompo here and saying he has a gifted ability like everyone that we've seen in the series. Like Atushi's tiger abilities, Fukuzawa's ability to change people's ability to control their abilities. And that's the word he just used now saying people had to learn how to control their abilities and train it. Is he going to say he has that ability to change how people's abilities work? And Rompo is calling Fukuzawa's bluff saying, how can you say I'm the only one with a ability in this world? Rompo's nose is going into soul eater skull slash pig noses territory. We're going to have a long discussion after this episode at some point about how Fukuzawa's choice is not helping Rompo in the long run 
lying to him to help him recuperate. It's not that you're supposed to see this as being good or bad. That's up for you a judge, but this is Fukuzawa making a choice, thinking this is the best he can do, and we can judge how that may not have been the best choice. He then lies saying that the glasses will help him focus his ability and not be annoyed by others and allow him to show the truth. And he says these glasses... That they... Okay. When Fukuzawa just shouted at him to blow him back again, was that to imitate the ability to make Rompo think that he has that ability? Or was this Fukuzawa actually using his own ability? Because, again, Fukuzawa does have his own ability. He can control how someone's own ability gets stronger or weaker. He moderates their abilities. But if Rompo doesn't have one, he can't do that for him. It had to have been a ploy just to trick him. And Rompo is not buying any of this. But Fukuzawa is slowly able to convince him. There is a parallel here. Fukuzawa is basically acting. He's staging a play. He is writing a script and then performing these lies to trick everyone. And, oh boy, we have Rompo's flashbacks to being kicked out of everywhere and seeing his parents' grave... And now the music intensifies and then lets Rompo... Oh, wow. We're now in color. I remember reading comments last time, people saying, good job as well by whoever did the trailer at Kodokawa for YouTube keeping everything in black and white. Now we're in color as Rompo can see the world. People had said it was all in black and white because I'm laughing because Rompo's calling everyone a baby and now calling them Baka. And now I'm just listening to the music, which I didn't get to talk about that. The music building up more and more as Rompo determines whether he should put on the glasses and now this cheerier music as Rompo has made his decision and sees the world in color which gets to the point I was trying to make people on the internet were saying that we're in black and white because Rompo hasn't come into Fukuzawa's life yet to give it color when we're now getting that reverse it's that Rompo now gets to see this world in color this also opens up an additional set of questions, like, I'm going to be rambling all over the place, but since we're at the title sequence, which is still in black and white so far, I can try to quickly cover all of that in less than 90 minutes. Okay, we get the color arrangements, 
That's telling us this is Rompo's point of view now, I guess, because the eyeglasses are literal, like a literal rose-tinted set of glasses. Rompo doesn't have an ability, but every other character in this series who is named after an author does have a superpower. That includes Fukuzawa, that includes Atsushi. You in the audience might be saying, what about Higuchi? Canonically, she does have a superpower, we just haven't seen it yet. You might be shouting at me, what about Tachihara in the Mafia? He doesn't have an ability. Spoiler for this season, is all I'll say for right now. Jeez, big spoiler. But, I also want, if it was Rompo that we're getting in color because of his point of view, does that mean Rompo might be the author of this series itself? Like, there is no narrator to Bungo Stray Dogs, at least, unless you're going through light novels, then you might get a narrator for certain parts, certain stories, certain chapters. But overall, the series hasn't had a narrator. I wonder if Rompo, having no ability, is our narrator for the overall series. The day is a dream, the night is real is our title, and we're still in color. How they took something as simple as color arrangement and made this dynamic, I don't understand. And to further emphasize my color blindness, we had the actor Murakami on stage. I'm sorry, I said last week, I'll say again, I can't look at the face, smile, and hair. This looks like Chuya. And now Murakami has blood. Everyone in the audience is shocked. And this isn't being presented as acting. This is presented as, nope, he just got killed. But now the audience is thinking, is this real? And the audience does think, oh, this is just acting. But Fukuzawa read the script and knows this is fake and sees this is real blood and says, get an ambulance here. He checks to see if he's dead, if there's a weapon, um... I guess we're going to learn Fukuzawa doesn't know how to take a pulse because, spoiler, this is supposed to be Murakami's not really dead. We'll see. One of the other actors is calling out to Murakami, calling out Takio. Fukuzawa realizes whoever flees must be the culprit. This is the thing. And again, we saw Natsume, the cat man, bowler hat, cane, mustache. We saw him earlier. Fukuzawa said he never saw him before. Based on the light novel and the timeline in the manga, that's not accurate. So maybe the anime changed something or I'm inaccurate and didn't understand. Fukuzawa's talking to this police officer who has a face. Isn't that curious? If it's who I think it is in the light novel, this should be Mitamura. And Fukuzawa indeed confirms that Natsume is the one who escaped the theater. If I see a cat show up, I'm going to lose my mind. Because as you already know from previous season... Natsume is that cat you've seen throughout season 2 and 3, and his ability allows him to escape. 
Fukuzawa is now worried that Rampo may be cornered by Natsume and can't defend himself. We still have color arrangement choices, but we're still in color. I'm not quite a fan of having Fukuzawa narrate everything that he needs to protect Rampo. But it's not a bad choice. It's just we're having to make the narration do the work instead of letting Fukuzawa show that he is concerned. He's led into the control room by Egawa. Oh boy. I think we're rushing a lot of things. In the light novel, Rampo leaves Fukuzawa to go work for the police. Instead, we're doing a flashback showing that Rampo talked with Egawa separately. And this is how, I guess, we're going to learn from... Rampo, that there are two murders here, one fake, one real, or rather, one that was faked, one coming up that is real. Remind me of bringing up the glasses at the end of this. I did like the little comedy of Egawa making the sound effect while leading Fukuzawa into the room. So, I'm glad I'm a little bit wrong that it's instead Rampo was telling Egawa, get the audience here because I'm about to get them a real show and solve this mystery. This is really funny to now see Rampo be so overconfident and Fukuzawa just doing a Picard facepalm. There's going to be a lot to dissect that I'm going to need to spend a lot more time on before I share more thoughts about does a lie to Rompo help him in the long run? Is it helping him now? It is allowing him to interact with people in a different way and recognize skills he has and, for lack of a better phrase, make them have a different audience and context so people understand where he's coming from. Instead of Rompo suppressing everything and fearing that people will misinterpret him, if he acts as an actor and very dramatic, people will pay attention, but also understand what he's saying because they know his performance. Egawa turns on the lights at Rompo's direction. That's very adorable. And it reveals the culprit, Natsume. I wonder why Natsume went along with this. Oh, Rampo says he's unconscious. Huh. I wonder how he knocked out Natsume. It would be funnier if Rompo says, 
rise up, you fake dead person. And instead, Murakami just gives in and is now rising. Kind of funny that Murakami goes along with just confessing, but I guess this is an actor. And as Rompo says that he puts silicon around to obscure his pulse, I'm glad they have Rompo explain this. Murakami showing it in such obvious, dramatic fashion, and Fukuzawa indeed wasn't able to read the pulse. I'm now going to have to go back through the opening for these episodes. I didn't realize that was Murakami in that throne seat. I thought that was Fukuzawa. Again, my reading comprehension of what's on screen has been pretty dismal the last two audio commentaries. I wonder what crime Murakami is getting arrested for, since I anticipate, based on the light novel, that is what's going to happen. He wanted to show he could perform a death. If he then was going to reveal he was alive, what's the point? But, because I was talking over the subtitles, I'm not quite clear on why Murakami's attitude was, I'll perform this death. Does that mean he was going to disappear forever? And we got the Studio Bones, Boongo Stray Dogs, Fisheye for the first time this season. A little funny having Rompo say another actor, since that's pretty much what Murakami is. And what Rompo is, that he was doing this for himself, not the audience, when that's not quite that different from Rompo himself doing it for himself and not the audience. That was a nice touch with Murakami leaping down, and that's not a fatal fall, but it is presented almost like one it's more the fall of his acting career, I guess, if you're being metaphorical. And sure enough, that one police officer who had the face is back and he's talking to Rompo. If I'm correct, this should be Mitamura. We're already doing the credits. I This episode went by really fast, given when the opening credits started. Um, Mitamura. We're going to see more about him next week, and I'm guessing that'll be a wrap on this light novel adaptation. This, we're going to be getting somewhere. Pay attention to Miyamura. Don't take your eyes off of that police officer. Rompo was now trying to rein in Fukuzawa, given how Miyamura was treating him. This is Fukuzawa gaining a sense that there's something wrong that's coming up. 
this is a this is an angel and demon situation, one on each of his of Rompo's shoulders. And I'm not sure this works as effectively. It is trying to position Rompo as making a mistake and This is a little different from how I understood the light novel. I thought this was Rompo running off forever. Instead, it's just Mitamura taking Rompo with him on a trip. The anime may have changed this. Now, are they going to show Rompo saying, see you later, and they knocks into the sign. In the light novel... Rompo handed Fukuzawa a note. So now I need to know who gave him the note. And how he's going to get in this anime. Mitamura explains that the stage right, playwright I guess, was the one who made this plan with him. And that it was to, all this was a plan as well to capture Natsume. And now they find the stage right has been murdered. I said last time I thought the playwright was a real life author. I don't think they were. So, I don't know if they were a fictional character in one of Rompo's stories, and this is a murder in a closed room, which, yeah, that's kind of a classic Edogawa Rompo novel. And we already have Mitamura showing his true colors, and Rompo is figuring that out very quickly. Wow, okay. Um, Final thoughts before I wrap this up. Not as an impressive an episode as the last one, but, I mean, last time was the opener for the season, so that's understandable. This one is more saying not the next pieces in the story. It felt a little rushed. It didn't help that I was talking over it, so I'm missing a lot of details along the way. This, like I said, is my immediate reaction to the episode, rather than let's watch it, think it over, and then figure out if it was good or not. But there was a lot to cover, and compared to what I remember reading the summary of the light novel, this is having to pick up the pace quickly to make Fukuzawa see Rompo as someone that he wants to protect. And that means rushing through Fukuzawa's backstory, how his ability works, which we didn't really get into in the episode itself. We've already covered it in the anime elsewhere, so maybe the episode didn't think it needed to cover it. We had to rush through how Rompo adjusts to the ability. There's that little gag that I said I was going to get into. Fukuzawa says he picked up those glasses cheap for, I think he said, another job, there are varying pieces of artwork out there that aren't strictly canon. If you played the Bungo Stray Dogs game on mobile devices, Fukuzawa in some of the art, or rather one of the art pieces, does have glasses that may or may not be the same as Rompo's. 
does Fukuzawa need glasses? He may need reading glasses, but I also thought I had read content that said actually he isn't farsighted, he's nearsighted. I'm not sure. And if he is a samurai, or rather a swordsman, I don't know how effective he is at his work with vision problems without glasses, but who knows, I'm getting off on a tangent. Well, so I think of the episode. The most impressive part of these two episodes has been the use of color. That was really good. Murakami's death wasn't rushed. Natsume already being captured, a little bit rushed. I wonder if Natsume's capture somehow ties into Fukuchi. I'm... This seems like a change from the light novels. In the light novels, I think Fukuzawa already knew Natsume. The anime is instead suggesting Fukuzawa got Natsume's support because he is going to help rescue him from his unfair capture in this episode. I... I don't know. I'll be curious to see what we get next week, so... I'll wrap up there. Thank you so much for listening to this audio commentary. What did you think of Season 4, Episode 2 of Bungo Stray Dogs? I would love to know. Please leave a comment, and if you enjoyed this commentary, please consider contributing at coffee.com slash McGrath or patreon.com slash McGrath. Thanks to contributors Alec Roach and Emily Lauer. I can be reached via email at derek.s.mcgrath at gmail.com. There will be another audio commentary next Wednesday. Until then, I've been Derek S. McGrath. You have a good day. Bye.